Welcome to the three motherfucking G podcast, man. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy Pac G. Once again, coming to y'all live and direct. Got my boy AP with me, of course. And once again, our homie Black GMS. Once again, welcome back, man. What's happening, man? Thank y'all for having me back, brother. Man, you doing us man, a favor, homie. Man. Appreciate yeah, most definitely, man. Yo, you know what time it is, though, man. It's Friday. You know what I mean? It's time for the three gentlemen to turn up on y'all like we normally do, man. We got a nice topic for y'all tonight man and hope everybody can relate to what we got going on well shit how was your how was your week pack g shit my week was good bro shit i just you know go to work go to fuck home and shit that's about it bro 
Staying safe, sound like staying safe and out the way. Staying safe, hell you know, yeah. You know. <laughs> and black, black, you just was traveling. Where you was yeah, at, bro? Man, I, just, I just got back from San Antonio, Texas, man. That shit was, that shit was beautiful, man. I loved it out there, man. It's a, it's a place that I'm definitely gonna keep going back to, man. I feel you, dog. I was at AZ last weekend, and I ain't gonna lie, I don't want to move there. Just because of the, you know, your your dollar don't go very far. You know, if you oh, want yeah. a really nice house like I want, it ain't going to be an AZ. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You're going to have to spend 500 or better to get some real space. But it's dope there, though. You know, the weather's yeah. straight. It's, it could be hot as hell. You still ain't sweating. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. <laughs> but, uh. So, so this is what I wanted to do. We're gonna have a good conversation that people can join in on. That's why I'm. That's why we gonna talk about this tonight, y'all. And uh, I want to start off on some lightweight stuff, though. Uh, your sister, uh, I mean our uh, auntie Monique, she had just recently came out against black women wearing a bonnets and things to the store and out in public and at the airport. That was her 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 point of talking about it, but I want to get y'all opinion about it, and I want to see what some of the people in the chat and some of the women, especially some of the women that is watching, I want to know what y'all think about women wearing the house clothes, the bonnets, and things like that out in public. You think it's an issue, Pac? Do you go ahead and go first? You think something wrong with that? Me personally, man, I don't agree with it or condone it. To be honest, like if you're gonna go out. Throw you some jogger pants on, you feel what I'm saying? Throw you here in the ponytail, whatnot, and going about your business, you feel what I'm saying? Okay. You ain't really got to hide too much of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you're trying to impress somebody. What about you, Black? Um, shit, in my opinion, I guess, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm one of those, I guess you can call like semi-hippie motherfuckers. So, I mean, I'm one of those people that's like, you know, do what you want to do, dress how you want to dress. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, I'd be a fool to act like we ain't already stereotyped everywhere we go. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people already try to uh, label us or have preconceived notions of who we are when we come places. And I think that's, you know, that plays a part in coming out in a fucking bonnet. Motherfuckers already uh, will assume that you, you know, on bullshit, you ratchet or whatever the fuck case may be. Yeah, okay. definitely. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Joe Blash. He said, I appreciate y'all brothers. Hey, thank you, Joe. And y'all, if, if y'all watching now and y'all haven't went and subscribed to the Brother Black GMS channel, I don't know what you're waiting for. So make sure before tonight is over, y'all go subscribe to this brother channel. Please, thank you. Yeah, appreciate y'all, man. man. Hey, look at this little curveball right here. Uh, last shall be first. He said, the men showing their ass in public is worse. I just seen that earlier. Yeah. I was like, "What do y'all think about that?" <laughs> yeah. Listen, hey, I can totally agree with what he's saying about that because that shit is some of the most ignorant shit in the world, bro. Listen, these little punks be having belts on, and they whole motherfucking underwear is hanging out the back of your fucking pants, bro. Why you wear a belt? What you got a belt on for? That's <laughs> he got on a belt to keep it around his kneecaps. That shit is stupid as fuck, bro. <laughs> bro, look. But they go back to what GMS said. Let people do what they want to do. It don't matter. No, what was you saying, bro? You were saying it don't matter how you look, that people shouldn't judge you based on that. Is that what right. you was getting it's, at? It basically, that's basically what I'm saying is that people should be able to go and wear what they want to wear. But the reality of it is we live in a place where everybody is stereotyped us a lot more than other people. 
So whether you got a bonnet on your head or whether you got your pants sagging down to your kneecaps, motherfuckers gonna have these preconceived notions of who you are, even if you are a good ass person and do everything right. I got a and question for you. I got a question then for for everybody. What's that? So, okay, look. Let's say you see a sloppy fat white chick at at Walmart, and she got on some leggings, some pink leggings that look a little dingy up over her belly, right? And then she got a bullshit ass shirt on. Her hair look a little a little dirty. <laughs> unclean and she got on some flip flops and the bottom of her feet is dirty okay you Y'all... had to have just seen this shit because I was way too fucking <laughs> I've seen <laughs> so many I've seen so many like this so 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 this this the question though if we saw a, a white woman that fits that description what would we think of her she trailers park trash what would you say GMS I would think that for one, like Pac G says, she might be trailer tra- trailer park trash, or she's out there <laughs> fishing for black men. Roseanne Barr, trailer park. <laughs> trailer park, I told you. <laughs> they love black men. Big white girls love they do. <laughs> Especially when you see them with them leggings and that little dingy spot. Ooh, they love niggas. <laughs> <laughs> they love niggas. They love us. Bro, all of them love black men, but some of them can't take them home to daddy. But nah, the, nah, but nah, them nah. ones we just described, describe, they can bring them home. Yeah. But them little Becky Beckys, you can't bring. You know, you gotta fuck them in the hotel. They not bringing you home. It's the whole get out situation. You fuck one of them, bro. Man, Unless yeah. they hate their daddy. Other than that, but let, let me it's say what I, my point I was trying to make. Now I just described a, a white woman to y'all, and y'all basically said she was trailer park trash. Okay. Now imagine a black woman where her weave ain't quite right and she got a a bonnet on or just her hair a little natty and she got on leggings and some furry flip-flops and she's in the public in that way. What would you think of her? She 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 got a little ratch to it, you hear me? Or maybe a lot of ratch to it, you hear me? Now, is it fair for us to judge based off of how somebody look, or can we assume that certain people uh, carry themselves in a way that fits the profile of other people that carry themselves a certain way? So, at what point is it okay to, you know, put people in a category? Is what I'm trying to say. When is it okay to do that? Is it okay if you see that same girl that has, like, you know, her weave ain't right, she got on a bonnet, whatever the case may be, is it fair to assume that she gives great top? Yes. Cool. So, as a matter of fact, right? it's almost a guarantee. Right. So, but but so. it's also a guarantee that you will have that little burn the next day, even if it ain't, <laughs> even if it ain't gonorrhea. Y'all ever had that burn where y'all thought something was wrong? He's like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, it oh, feel man. a little more tangy than normal. So, no. yeah, it's a guarantee. Uh, Not tangy, man. It, it could be. That's a possibility. He said tangy, bro. He said tangy. All right, but look, though. Okay, so my point is, right, 
of course you can't judge a person based on how they dress and assume that you know what type of person this is. Yeah. But we know what kind of world we live in. We have to move accordingly. If you move in a way that will paint the pitch, paint the picture that you a hood rat, don't get mad when you get assumed to be one. Same thing with a trailer park trash chick. Same thing with a hoe. Same thing with a, a street nigga. You tatted the fuck up all over your face. But I'm supposed to know you got a, a bachelor degree. So now to piggyback off that, I think what you're saying is right because me, like I said, I'm the type of person to live in reality. We live in reality no matter what people want to think or how people want people to perceive them or feel that they are. You got to prove yourself at the end of the day. No matter what, I know people feel like they don't owe people shit. They don't have to, they don't owe people explanation, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, we live in reality, man. If you go out looking a certain way, people are going to judge you and you have to prove yourself differently in your actions if you don't feel like you need to change up the way that you look. Hey, shout out to Ace Grooms. I heard you, bro. He said, I feel like uh, when black women do it, it's more of a fashion statement for youthful black girls, Monique out of touch with these young girls, for real, for real. I hear what you're saying, bro, and you're right, because what's cool to a young girl now would not relate to what women that Monique age was doing. Because what, yeah. what Monique, I mean, Mo, Mo, Monique's age women back in the day, they used to wear scarves. They'll they wrap their hair and put a scarf on their shit Mm -hmm. It wasn't a bonnet, but y'all did used to wrap y'all hair. You know, y'all get the basket weaves. Oh, shit, my father, homie. They get the basket weaves and all these different hairstyles, and then they would go out with their hair wrapped up mm -hmm. in a scarf. What the fuck is the difference between a bonnet and a scarf? I don't think, like I said, there's stereotypes that come from it, and I think we play into those just as much as white people play into those stereotypes. I, uh, for example, Monique trying to call out people in bonnets. You know what I'm saying? Like, we look at ourselves a certain way, too. When you go through the hood or whatever the case may be, motherfuckers know where to go, where not to go, which street to turn down, who to say what up to, who not to say what up to, because we know our people in that way. You know what I'm saying? You know what else, you know what else I think it is, bro? Um, what I think this this is what I think Monique's real point was, but she, she focused in on the bonnet. She fumbled it. No, I mean, she focused on the bonnet. She made that the focal point. Yeah. And what I, what I think she was trying to say is what we all feel like. Look like you wash your ass if you in public. Okay. Because mm -hmm. let's say a chick look clean with a bonnet on. You ain't going to judge her the same. If a chick look clean with, you know, some of these other things, you're not going to judge her the same. Yeah. I think what she's really saying is a lot of young black women now, just I'm not going I'm not going to say black because it is white little nasty little girls that is doing the exact same shit. They all look like they don't take care of themselves. They got a full perfect face of makeup and you still look dirty. Like how the fuck is this possible? <laughs> that's crazy. So that's what I think. I think that's what she was on, bro. I think she just wanted to pick out those types, but she end up she end up lumping in all the girls that are wearing shit on their hair. Right, right, which but is a bad thing to do on the internet. Man, you gotta be really specific when you enter the internet and start yeah. talking about shit because everybody gonna take also, like you said too, AP, 
the women were wearing scarves back in the day. You know what I'm saying? People, mamas and was wrapping their head in the scarf and going about their business. You feel what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Right. I mean, but it, it depends on how the girl looked. Though he said the scarves wore uh was wore class a lot a classy a lot. That damn bonnet looked like Mario three. It, in this motherfucker, but <laughs> I, I, my ex-wife used to, like I said, she'll wrap her motherfucking hair up. You know, they yeah. comb it like around the head, put the scarf on. But when we went somewhere like that, her clothes looked pressed. Her 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 nails and her her everything about her looked clean. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Now you see a girl in the store, you literally like, dude, you look dirty. <laughs> you look dirty. So I think that is the point of having self-respect for yourself. You ain't got to be the motherfucking um, dressed to impress. You can, you know, it's the same thing with niggas, right? We could wear a white tee, some joggers, and some flip-flops to the store, like some 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 slides. Yeah. And we fresh. But right. we don't look dirty, though. Now, imagine if our shit was all balled up, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And we, are, are we pulling our pants up because we don't got a belt on. You know, shit like that. It's like, yeah. look like you wash your ass, man. Period. Nah, Don't say yeah, people it's judging you. <clears throat> my fault for taking over too much. But my point is, can you well, blame you do, somebody you. for judging you if y'all looking like that? But sometimes these people really do be out here dirty as a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> That's I mean, a fact. Shit. What can and you, you say about you this? You can't blame nobody. You can't blame nobody if they... Uh, judge you a certain way because I'm pretty sure before you left the house and saw yourself, you thought something too, but you said fuck it. So, look, Spirit Driven said head wraps and bed scarves are two different things, but that's my point. We we not talk about women going out with the, you know, with the dashiki print. I mean the uh, the kente cough print wrap. We talking about either they wrapped it in a silk scarf or they out here with the bonnets on. But look, let's we not we not just talk about the females though, because the dudes, like I said, the dudes that's out here looking dirty as fuck, pants, you know, all the way to they fucking uh, knees and shit. Yeah, all that shit look. It, it's a bad representation for yourself. Fuck your people. Fuck trying to look like you know somebody to a please an, a, another race. How about you just look like you wash your ass? Yep, plain and simple. That's, that's a great point. A great point. All right, and, well, and anybody who don't agree with that, y'all ask. <laughs> you yeah, ask as, hey, look, anybody defending this shit stank, nigga. Hey, Your you pussy smell you like booty, booty bitch. <laughs> you ain't right, motherfucker. <laughs> Dog, listen, back in the day at Pac G, I hate to quit, quit bringing you into this shit, but you. We had some little dusty little chicks around and around the way, and 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 they would be three four days in the same shit. But they were so yeah. thick and so cute and and fit body looking. Everybody right. in the hood was bypassing that shit, dude. <laughs> but they but they shit like, be marinating, hey, bro. Gee, I used they, to look at that shit like, bro. No man, that ain't that can't be what it did. What it looked like, bro. This bitch had the pants on for like three days now. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, she's marinating in them jeans. Anytime yeah, you anytime you don't want to touch the rubber with your bare hand where you want to oh, pull the rubber off with some tissue. <laughs> oh man. Oh damn. 
Hey, you, hey, you handle that shit like they take <laughs> off uh, safety gloves at the hospital and shit. Like you peel it up from the rim. Like, <laughs> 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 like, like nigga was taking like, off the condom like he was picking up turds from the dog outside and shit. Also, <laughs> bro, and they stay pregnant. Like, who is fucking you wrong? What, which, which a daredevil nigga. ass nigga? <laughs> hey, listen, a dirty nigga. <laughs> Which 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 uh Teflon dick nigga is fucking you raw? Where you keep these having fucking kids? Bleach on that shit. Ain't no way. Yeah, it's a dirty, dirty nigga laying up under. You hear me? Hey, th- and then the worst part is when they outside arguing. She like, nigga, you ain't say that when you was eating my pussy, nigga. I'm like, oh. Like, hey, that nigga beat her. That's how girls get their ass beat. He be like, oh, my mama ain't your pussy, bitch. I'm about to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't dog. did no shit like that, bitch. Shut up. Bro, dirty, dirty, dog. All right, look, man. We go, Let's get off of this shit, man. Because I, I just wanted to touch on it just as a little lightweight, little right, right. lead us in. You know what I'm saying? So, this is what I want to talk about tonight, y'all. And that's hood trauma. Ghetto trauma. Growing up in, in bad neighborhoods and bad environments. Growing up with the drug addicts in the house. With the with the uh, being, drugs being sold in the house. Drugs being used in the house. Domestic violence. Guns everywhere. Uh, fights in the street. Uh, gangs. What else? Prostitution. Prostitution in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my, Mom going through too many boyfriends. Prostitution. Or, or pops, pops got babies by every fucking body. Like you know, yep. all of the shit that goes mm-hmm. on in the in the hoods of America. My question is, is that level of trauma worse than those that did not grow up in the hood, or is they going through different shit and an equal amount of shit? That got us all fucking crazy out here. Did I ask a clear question? So, and be, you talking about between people that live in the hood and people that live where? Those that grew up in the hood environment and those that did not. Oh, Is okay. the level of trauma the same? Um, Go ahead, Pat. You can start that up. Can you hear us? Shit up. I I think I think the same. I don't think it's the same at all, really. Can you hear me? No, say it again. I heard some of it. Yeah, but I heard some of it. Say it again. Y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Say it again, G. Uh, yeah, I said I think uh, I said I think it's different. It's different. You freezing, bro? Uh, yeah, it's totally black. different, G. It's okay, Black. What you think? Uh, of course, it's different in a lot of ways. Just because I feel like people that grew up in the hood, Damn, uh, you know, have a better chance of facing more bullshit during their everyday life than a person that didn't. Um, 
but there are circumstances, of course, when people go through family shit and you never know what the fuck is going on. You could be getting abused at home. You can get abused at home whether you live in the hood or not. You know what I'm saying? So that's a that's a trauma in itself. But it's it's definitely different because people in the hood got to deal with a lot more than just their environment. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of variables to that shit. Well, let me ask you this. How much of the trauma is due to the environment and how much of it is due to people's bad decision making? Hmm. Um, shit. I guess it's, I guess it's subjective to the person because honestly, um, being in the hood and doing certain things, whether or not you got put in that situation or not, you're ultimately going to be doing uh, things that are going to put you in a bad position. So, you know, I can't really necessarily blame somebody who started out making bad decisions because they probably, you know, learned it and grew up seeing the shit and thinking it's right. And then they kind of piggybacks off of somebody who got kind of put in that situation. You get put in a situation in your family from generations on down whether you decide to you know change that in the history or not they got to deal with whatever comes with that yeah i feel it pack g what what do you think uh do you think the trauma majority of it come from the choices that people are making or is it the environment itself that's making all this trauma Shit, i think it's a little bit above i can see that yeah i think it's a little bit above yeah. Uh, shout out to LaDonna She said uh, my mom was a queen pen uh, And it has its faults But the good part about it Grew up with both sides of grandparents That made me well rounded That helped a lot of people Having the older generation That still had their senses About they self yeah. giving, us, giving us that little Some kind of support You know Right. Uh, I, shout out to I Lacey He said how you learn to deal with it Makes the difference how he said fools is traumatized regardless. I believe that, but I believe the hood come with a whole new bag of shit. It does. Uh, yeah, Lady yeah, Aries said, I think each set has their own version of trauma. Sin Brown says, depends on if they had a good support system at home, but I would have to say the hood ish is worse. The hood ish, you have more chances. You have, you have more chance of being involved in the ish. That's a fact. And uh, spirit driven pain feels the same. I can I can I can respect that because you can't tell uh, somebody that grew up in a good environment, a good neighborhood, that the molestation that they endured didn't hurt like right. the hood hurt, right. or yeah, exactly. or the exactly. loss of a parent early on, or whatever people go through, or or the bullying of a kid who shot up the school or some shit. Yeah, I think what people need to understand is. When trauma hits you, no matter what form it is, whether you live in the hood or whether you don't, that comes with a level of mental instability. Like your mental is gonna be fucked up at that point. When your mental is fucked up, you can act out in whatever type of way. So you see the niggas in the hood that are dealing with certain traumas and different shit that's going on with them, they'll act out in doing hood shit. Then you see motherfuckers who don't live in the hood i.e. a fucking young white kid who has just been getting bullied or some shit, he'll get mentally fucked up to the point where he feel like he got to run up in the school and shoot everybody. True. So the mental of it all is all the same. Whether you 
live in the hood or not, if you get mentally broken down, there's no telling what the fuck you can do. Exactly. Yep. I feel you on that, Jim. No, that's real, dog. I I done missed some some comments I wanted to touch on because this shit is uh he funny for this. He said if you live within two blocks of Martin Luther King uh Drive Boulevard, you're fucked. <laughs> hey, what's so crazy real. about that, bro? What's so crazy about that, bro? That shit is true as a motherfucker, dog, in a lot of places. That's true as a motherfucker. But but listen, man, and, and I'm trying to this is what I this is what I want to get out of the conversation, right? Um is the hood the hood because somebody made it the hood or the is the hood the hood because the values of the people in the hood perpetuate the circle of fuck shit did somebody set up this this uh hell on earth or is it what the people desire which is setting up the hell on earth shit i think shit i think Black folks desire to be free, goddammit, and uh, shit. Our next place was destination was the hood, bro, the lowest to the low, because in the hood, they say that's where the lowest shit at, bro, and that's where they kept us at. Oh, hold on. They now, you said they want freedom, right? Hell yeah. So, what, what about that circle of hood shit is going to get them free, though? Shit, I ain't saying it is gonna get the freedom. They just acting out because they stuck in because they didn't have the freedom. Okay. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Like shit. Being in the hood is like being trapped, my nigga. That's why they call all these dope houses and all this shit the motherfucking trap. It ain't nothing but a trap, my nigga. But it is the trap mental or is it physical environment? Shit, it's mental and physical shit. Explain to me how it's physical. Not saying that it's not. I just want to go into it. But shit, because you know, when you in the hood and shit, bro, you in the trap, you doing whatever you got to do to feed your family, you can't get no real job or you can't get a job that's going to pay enough in order to feed your family or pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? That's why motherfuckers turn to the trap. But the and hood mentality... Motherfuckers trying to rob you while you in this motherfucker or coming and going to this motherfucker or just knowing niggas that's out here in the streets fucking around your guys, people you grew up with. You feel what I'm saying? All that shit come with whatever is in, you know what I'm saying, you around. Like, you could be a good nigga going to school, playing basketball, but your best friend you grew up with from fucking third grade is a hood nigga who just sell dope all day. You don't give yeah. a fuck about nothing else but hood shit. But that's your nigga till, till y'all die, bro. That's your y'all nigga. damn near feel like y'all are blood you, related and yeah. shit. Yeah, are you gonna turn your back on him? You feel what I'm saying? I mean, they, they say that you have to at some point if you want to yeah, better yourself. Yeah, I know. You definitely, you know what I'm saying? You can't take everybody with you when it comes with that success, my nigga. But at some point, you got to at least try to show your nigga, like, look, bro, it's shit way better than me. You feel hey, what I'm, I'm saying? A, I'm a go, I'm a go, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I'm going to go to you, Black, but I want to point this out. Good point, Joe Blast. He said it starts mental, then becomes physical. That's where yeah. I agree with. That's where I'm at with it. What you yeah. think, Black? Uh, to answer that first question, uh, I think, uh, you know, like I, I've talked about before, uh, conditioning plays a lot in how we move today as a people. And as bad as we do want freedom, as Pat G said, you know, we have been conditioned to feel like we're supposed to be a certain type of way. Now, if you put us in a position that we didn't have control over in the beginning to the point where you didn't, they didn't, I mean, 
what the powers that be have to do more than just set us up and make sure that we didn't have certain opportunities before and then be like afterwards like yeah you know we'll give them opportunities but at this point they're already so mentally fucked up and so out of out of place out of whack that majority of these motherfuckers ain't gonna want to take these opportunities or even try to execute this shit or feel like they even deserve the shit mm-hmm. so i think that it's going to take us to hop out of that to try to get us to to get on a better on a better track and feel like we don't have to be involved in the hood shit or the stereotypical shit to try to get ahead or to try to you know win in life hey i'm glad you said that too gms that's another reason why we got this through these podcasts bro because yep. you know what I'm saying? we need to speak out to other generations and other people and let them know like man this shit way beyond hood even though you got your hood mentality and all that shit you feel what i'm saying like you can still come up out of that shit. You ain't just stuck in that motherfucking trap. See, like I think, I think the one thing that a lot of, it, I think this is, this is, you know, for people who know a, a fair amount of hood niggas, know that a lot of these motherfuckers are deep down intellectual motherfuckers. They mm-hmm. are just, you, they are just motherfuckers out here just doing crazy shit. They are, but they still intellectual motherfuckers and you have to break shit down to them in a way where they listen to you. You can't just tell motherfuckers, yo, don't do that because it's bad. Motherfucker, I know it's bad. I'm doing this shit. Yeah. What else, yeah. what, you, what you gonna tell me about the life that I'm living right now and what I have to do to escape this shit because I wasn't given the right cards that were dealt to me to fucking do it. You gotta tell them like, yo, there's conditioning involved. You gotta tell them, yo, motherfuckers want you to be this way. This is exactly what this is designed to be. You're supposed to be doing this because they want you to so you won't succeed. And what do niggas like in the hood the most? They like getting that bread more than hurting each other. They want that bread first. They don't oh, get yeah. the fucking bread though. Exactly. Ninety percent <laughs> of them don't get the fucking bread though. They just be terrorizing the fucking right. hood. Now I'm trying to be quiet about this shit, right. but I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting turned up. Right. <laughs> now look, cause Spirit said, and I agree with her. She said, "I'm from the hood, but not of the hood. No excuses." Now, right. I'm finna flip the question now because we know niggas like this. How many people grew up away from the hood but they wanted their ghetto pass so bad that they brought their ass into the environment and tried to partake in the environment? A lot. A lot, hell, right? Hella niggas. Hella niggas, bro. So, so again, how, how, much, how much of the hood shit, though, is it mental or physical? Because imagine like Pac-G, and no disrespect to you, you my nigga for sure. You do something that a lot of people do that I don't like. When you say that niggas can't get no money to pay they, pay for their family legitimately. I just know that's bullshit. And when I hear it, I don't like it because you've been told it. I've been told it. And we continue to tell people that you can't support a family legitimately. And that's just not true. For one, you're going to make more money working consistently than taking losses in the up and down street life or getting time. So it's going to average out that you do a lot more, have a lot more, and you're present for your family that you want to love so much. You want to take care of so much. You're present for your family legitimate. So if you really, if it's really about the the seeds first and my family first, why would you die and risk your freedom for your kids? But you won't work a job and be present and get the slower money until you can get more money, legitimately. So, so it's a it, to me, it's mental. Yeah. The reason, another reason why I feel like the hood stay the hood is what I said about the square nigga that want to go into the hood. 
it became so cool to talk about struggling that you got rappers who never struggled talk about how they didn't have a pot to piss in or how they grew up with rats and roaches. Yeah, yeah no, and their mamas is looking at them like, nigga, we ain't had no motherfucking roaches. But it, it became cool to struggle and shit. And then yeah, niggas who really struggle, it became cool. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying that's exactly. What I was, it became cool. That shit's yeah. weird. Yeah, hey, bro, that shit ain't never been cool, my nigga. That, that that block of cheese and all that extra shit, bro, ain't never been cool. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just blessing. The difference between reminiscing. My kids ain't never had to see that, man. It's a blessing, bro. Like, for real. Yeah. And I'm glad my kids didn't have to grow up, like, in no shootouts and, you know what I'm saying, motherfuckers shooting at them and beefing with motherfuckers. And, you know what I'm saying, they all graduated high school. You feel what I'm saying? And, shit, they living their life, bro. Like, that's the blessing. Like, that's what you want for your family. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And there are other ways out of the hood in order to get that. You feel what I'm saying? Without selling drugs, like you said, AP. But at the same time, some people are not willing to take those chances and advantages to get out of the hood that way because they want it the easy way. I, I got another reason why we was like that, though, Pac G. Because society told us we ain't shit if we ain't got the new clothes or new shoes. Mm -hmm. Like society tell you, you ain't shit if you, your hair ain't cut regularly or your, or your shoes ain't clean or your, you don't got a car. So when yeah. you're 13 and you in middle school or high school and y'all y'all doing y'all roasting and shit and y'all y'all you know ranking and shit, you feel a kind of way if you if you ain't got no gear. I remember one year Pac G Mama bought this nigga a thousand fucking outfits. Nigga, we all was trying to wear that nigga shit to school. Like, dog, please let me wear that. <laughs> no, I was fresh as fuck that year because homie got blessed that year, bro. Hell yeah. but, but, but my point is, we was ready to do shit too soon just so we could try to have what we wasn't even supposed to have yet as young kids. Right. Yeah, girls are, girls will want to have a baby and get pregnant just so they can get their first apartment. Just because they tired of living with they, they mama that they got a fist fight with. She like, shit, I can't wait to get up out of here. You you 15. Young girls can't even wait to get out of there. Or a young boy, he 13. His mama keep telling him, get the fuck out of my house. All you asking is for some food. You just want to know is there something in the fridge. No bullshit. That's fact. Like Pat G, Pat G, you listen. This nigga made me some Spanish rice. It wasn't shit but white <laughs> rice that he poured some salsa in. I said, nigga, we struggling, nigga. We finna go get us a pack. Fuck this. <laughs> you remember that, folks? Hell hey, yeah. Hey, we was buying pizza and 20 piece wings uh, the next summer. We was like, we done the with this summer, broke hey. shit. <laughs> hey, AP, hey, we was on big bottles of hen and motherfucking wings and pizza. Oh, what the? And, and my mom and them didn't keep shit but breakfast food, nigga. It was breakfast all day at my fucking house, nigga. We finna make some fresh toast and eggs in the middle of the night. A million, a million fresh toast at this nigga house, bro. We'll wake my little sister up, dog, because we're a geeker. Like, you know you make the best fresh toast. She like, oh, God, yeah. all right, just give me a minute. You know, she was so geek that she that she hooked the shit up. Niggas didn't want to cook it. They went over to her and talked She'll about it. She'll do it, bro. Get her ass yeah, right up. She at the kitchen table smoking blood. She in the kitchen cooking like a motherfucker, bro. Cooking some yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is that, that desire to want to have yeah, shit that yeah. we wasn't even supposed to. A kid shouldn't even be thinking about that shit. 
You shouldn't be trying to be. I felt like a bum at 15 because I didn't have a car yet. Like, nigga, you ain't you ain't even got your license yet. So I got a car before I got a fucking license. And you know what happened? I got so many driving after revocation tickets that I never I didn't get my license till I was 27. Yeah. Cause I was in a rush to be grown and do grown shit. Mm-hmm. So that that but that was mental. My neighborhood, I didn't have to do that. I could have stayed a kid. I could have rode a bike. I could have yep. got my first little punk ass job at a, a McDonald's or something. Yep. And just bought me a little shoes, went to the movies with a little chick from the school, and did that until I got older and could make more money. But AP, you got to think grow that. up too fast in the hood. Go ahead, yeah, bro. But AP though, when we was kids. You know, still fucking with the bikes and shit, bro. We was stealing bikes from bike shops and all kind of extra shit like that. So the hood already had us in a fucked up environment, bro. We was doing some fucked up shit like our whole childhood, bro. Hey, she bogus. Uh, Spirit said AP mine put raisins in the uh, potato sack. <laughs> no. My mom was on cold, nigga. She she had to follow suit, nigga. My, my, auntie, my auntie was right there on her ass. She had a follow suit. Yeah, don't you put them goddamn races in that motherfucking shit. <laughs> no, but but dig it though, right? So the trauma. Let, let's talk about this. If y'all willing to share some some trauma, and, and, and black, we never really asked you how your upbringing was, but share some something that you felt like was traumatic for you, no matter how you grew up. And, and we're gonna talk about that, and then we're gonna go to the phone line soon and let some other people share what they. Uh, feeling you- well you know I, I i never i never front so i'm never gonna act like i came from the hood and nothing like that that's my family my, my, my mom all the niggas that came from gary indiana when you black you connected damn near through but, blood but that's, that's what i'm getting at like they from gary indiana you know what i'm saying so we go there you know what i'm saying as much as i you know i love gary damn near as much as i love minnesota it's just because i feel like more people are, are are real when you know when you face motherfuckers from the hood you either gonna get somebody you fuck with or somebody that don't fuck with you at all that's basically what it is so for me uh it was more so just i guess the typical you know black kid that didn't have his dad around him. you know what i'm saying things that made you act out to the point where you know you wasn't really telling yourself what it was that you were dealing with, or what you, what it was that was bothering you, you just knew that you were ir- that you were just angry at some shit. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't really pinpoint it. Like you knew that your your pops wasn't there, but at the same time, you a kid and you trying to maneuver how to be a kid. You don't really understand it all. You just acting the fuck out, and you don't have nobody there to really give you that certain guidance as a young man to guide you through through, through certain shit. So you kind of you know, regardless of how your mom is, you know what I'm saying? My mom was amazing. My mom made sure she raised me and both my brothers amazing. You know what I'm saying? As a single mom, she did exactly what she was supposed to do. But you can never stop somebody from doing what they want to do, no matter how much you you teach them some shit. And for me, I found more guidance outside of, you know, what my mom was teaching me. I was going around trying to find it through my friends. We was going around doing dumb shit and just fucking shit up and, you know, going through cars and fucking, you know, selling shit at a young age, trying to get money and shit, like a bunch of other random shit. But for the, the traumatic thing for me was going through all this shit as a kid, which I can't really speak on here as a teenager, but dealing with certain shit and seeing certain shit that fucked me up when it involved my friends and when it involved us as a collective, it 
didn't it didn't uh it didn't bring me to a point where it fucked me up all the way mentally. It made me actually want to be be better and do better. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It didn't te- it didn't teach me how to fucking just say fuck it. I'm gonna succumb to this shit and just be this for the rest of my life. I see shit, and when it don't work, and when it's not good for me, I move the fuck around. So I, I mean, just being one of those people, I want to also teach other people how to do that too, because you know a lot of our people get stuck in that headspace. That's what's up, bro. And like you said, it, ain't, it don't matter what block you on. Yeah, you still had to deal with trying to figure out being a man without a man around. That shit alone is hard, cause some men are in the in the hood, let's say, with men around, but none of those men are behaving like men. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so it's a lot of OGs or a lot of older niggas or or our pops who ain't on their shit, cause yeah. my pops was in the house, but he wasn't on his shit. Right. So I still didn't have the proper guidance either. I had some remnants of it, but. And just like Pac G, we we seen macho men, but they didn't come with what's required to survive in America. The knowledge. That's hey, you. Hey, hey, go, go ahead, you know, G. You know, you know, back in the day, like the one of the people I looked up to as a kid, I looked to as like a real fucking man, bro. Was Andre Pops? Remember Andre Pops? Yeah. Yeah, he used to work for the city and shit. Man, listen, man, this old dude, man, I'm talking about straight flair, bro. We all kicked it with his son, but dude used to go out and do shit like buy bikes for the neighborhood kids. So him and his son, him and the neighborhood kids and his son could just ride around and do all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude was a real fucking example of a man back then. But we didn't look up to that shit. We looked up to some bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? We looked up to the dope boys and all that extra shit. Well, well, it ain't that we ain't look up to him. You right? I, we used to call him Shug because he looked like Shug. Yeah. But 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 the. The thing is, when, when he gave us something or looked out for us, so we got to play on his basketball court and shit, we didn't have that. So we no, had we to go back home. And going mm-hmm. back home, man, you didn't have shit. I didn't have no bedroom. My couch, I slept on the couch from like 12 to when I just started being out here by my fucking self. You know what I'm saying? So when you, ain't, when you go home and you don't feel like you got no fucking drawer for your shit or no closet, you don't want to be in the house. So I was outside all fucking night, you know, and I'm, I'm in school age, but I was in the street all night, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and, and when you and when you feel like you grown now, because now you feeding yourself, you going to the store and or you going to order pizza, you doing all that shit out your own pocket, uh, you buying clothes. Now you can't nobody tell you shit. Then your parents borrowing money. <laughs> you like that you know you ain't getting back by the way right right so it's like so young people are in the hood are forced to grow up too fast and that's traumatic because the hardest shit in life is being responsible nigga this shit ain't fun to be responsible especially young boys in single family homes with single mothers bro like those are the homes like the number ones bro you know what i'm saying because the men are the little young boys are always forced to grow up fast in the, the single mother family home type like, shit. Like I said, my mom, my mom, one of those people where I, I forever, I, I owe her, I owe her my life because she made sure as a single parent raising all three of us that she did everything, kept us all in sports. And if anybody got kids, you know, it's not easy to keep not just one, not two, but three kids all in sports, all in different grades, all different ages. 
You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Making sure she showed up to everything. I can count on one hand how many basketball games my dad showed up to. But yeah. it's like shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I hold I hold on to shit like that because black women as a whole, no matter what type of stigma or stereotype they get behind them, are some of the most superhero motherfuckers in the world. Yeah. And, and we, we got to give it up to them, man. No Definitely. matter what. They said, like, for real, though. And, and I think I think I think that that's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. I think a lot of black women, because they feel the guilt of not having a man around or feeling like uh, they failed their children by by having multiple baby daddies or picking the wrong man to have a kid with, they overcoddle the sons and daughters that they do got. So even though they do be super women. They they leave out some important details that those kids need to know that they're gonna eventually have to be self sufficient. Right. Because yeah, a mother, yeah. she wants all her kids to live with her till she eighty. She mm -hmm. don't give a fuck if anybody get their shit together. She <laughs> right. she gonna be lonely if they get their shit together. That's so fact. that's why you know what I'm saying. That's why she don't like none of your girlfriends. She don't want you to do this and do that. She hope your ass stay at home. So that's the one thing about that. I agree with you though. I watch women hold it the fuck down. Well, you see, know, that speaks to my point of how I went out too. Like, my, like I said, my mom did everything she could, told, but at the same time, it didn't stop me from going to do the shit out there with, with my homies and shit. And I was so good at keeping shit to myself and so good at keeping uh, shit a secret. My mom didn't know a lot of shit until motherfucking police got involved type shit. You, you live yeah, in that yeah. Biggie Smalls life, ain't you? Man, <laughs> similar, right? Dead, dead ass. That's really, that's really yeah. what it is, bro. Like, <laughs> really, what it is. But look, though, like, like, Pac G, I ain't asked you per, uh, specifically. Okay. Trauma. Have, can you point back to some moments that kind of changed you, where you feel like, man, this shit changed me? Shit, man. Uh, I got into some shit. With my nigga, I ain't gonna say his name, but you know him. I'm just calling Big C. And uh, man, me and that nigga got you know, several situations, bro. I'm talking about a few shootouts and shit like that, man. That shit definitely changed me. But what changed me growing up was uh, I seen my very first person I seen get killed, man. I seen this dude get his fucking head blown up, bro. I was like 11 years old. I stayed on 38th and uh, I was playing outside with my friend, my nigga, and then uh, his brother came outside to tell some weed to the niggas in the car. And uh, the niggas in the car smacked his hand and smacked the weed out of his hand into the car. The dog got to talking shit like, man, give me my shit. And then before I knew it, nigga, I just heard the gunshot. And we just seen dog shit just everywhere, right in front of their motherfucking house, bro. So How I was you? 11, bro. I was 11. Yeah. Damn. Shit. I said, that, that definitely changed me for the rest of my life, bro. After like that, it's sad to say a lot of that shit got easier to see. Like being involved in shit and being around shit got easier. Hey, let me let me point this out, Pac G, and am I lying about this? When <clears throat> shit like that happened in certain neighborhoods, you ain't even shocked like that. You actually outside while they taping up the motherfucking crime scene, while all the shit going on, while the news out there, the kids is out there kicking it. Yeah, like it ain't yep. shit. Like somebody didn't shit. just die right there. Like y'all wasn't outside when the shooting happened. Y'all want to tell the news people? Like, let me tell you, you know they, you know they ain't gonna. So you damn near having a fucking ball when some real life shit is happening in front of you. Another person from another culture 
would be like, we got to get the fuck out of here. We yeah. can't stay here. We got yeah. our yeah. parents and shit like y'all go in the house. The stigma though is that like nigga, where we where we gonna move? Like fuck going. Like think about that. Part of that stigma is the fact that they think that shit is cool. Like we be like we we oh, think this shit is, is is normal to the point where motherfuckers brag about the shit. You hear motherfuckers brag about how it's every day, man. This shit every day it ain't new to me. It's not supposed to be normal, man. It's no not matter how much you go at all. That shit. shit ain't supposed to be normal. After that Bro, shit happened. Like it was so many shootings and killings in that neighborhood, bro. My mama was like, "Fuck that, we move, we move farther out." Farther I was just gonna get, I was just gonna get into that shit. Yeah. No bullshit, bro. It's fucking My crazy. Pack, we didn't stay nowhere too long because everywhere just kept getting the same way it was. Yep. Listen, was so I, I was just gonna tell you why we moved to Keith, right? Because yeah. <clears throat> we was on Garfield, and this motherfucking block was so goddamn hot. I'm talking about by the time I was probably like 12, it was only a two-block radius, literally, where all kind of shit, uh, 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 pipe bombings, dude killed his wife, rolled her up in a fucking rug, another dude killed himself, himself, four, five niggas got killed on the block, but let me tell y'all the two, the two events that got the ball rolling for us to move finally. One day, I'm, I'm probably the oldest kid there. Mind you, I got a nephew that's damn near close in age with me. He might even be in the chat. Shout out to uh, Real Recognized Real. He out there, my little sister out there, my little niece out there, and we was playing cans. Cans is where you put crushed cans on the sidewalk and y'all shoot the ball just for those that don't know. Yeah. yeah. So we outside playing cans. I'm like 12, maybe 11. I don't even know. I know this is how we do it just came out because I was singing the shit out of this is how we do it. So then, all of a sudden, a, 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 a car come rolling down the street, slow as a bitch, but two dudes was walking alongside of the car, shooting at both sides of the street. Like, Eddie, boom, Eddie, boom, boom, boom. Just shooting at both sides of the street, walking down. So I grabbed the younger kids running the house. My neighbor, Pops, got shot in the arm because he was outside, like, watering his grass. A female dropped her baby. She had an infant in her hand, you know. So, so when this, when all this shit stopped and we come outside, you know, uh, the ambulance is giving aid to the dude that got shot and the and the lady baby and shit. So, but I was the oldest one home. So when my parents got home, they like, oh shit, we got to get out of here. That was the thought. Still didn't move, but it was starting to be in the sink conversation. In, it was starting to sink in, bro. And let me tell you what got us to move, Pac G. What? My my pops owed some niggas some money, money. Oh yeah. So they was finally trying to get it and get at them for it. Mm-hmm. This nigga put me, SP, and my little sister in the attic. Yeah. Gave SP a gun. Told him to shoot at anybody that opened that attic. Mm-hmm. Bro, if I'm twelve, yeah. SP might be fifteen. Yeah. And, and, and my yeah. sister probably like 11 or 10. So we little kids, my sister crying and scared as a motherfucker. My brother's scared. I mean, he got to hold a gun and sh- uh, potentially kill a motherfucker. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, like, come on, yeah. so him and my mom go get the bread for him and shit. But we in the attic terrified, my nigga. Like this shit that got out of fucking hand. Oh, and I didn't tell y'all the time when they were shooting on both sides of the street. 
a bullet yeah. came through our picture window and through our staircase. And, and then we was always told when they shooting outside, get on the ground oh, yeah. or crawl upstairs. So imagine mm -hmm. if we crawled upstairs, a bullet came oh, through the way. picture window and yeah. through the staircase. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying when yo when you go to school and you supposed you around corny ass kids, you around kids with good homes and good everything. So it was traumatic what I had to go home to. And then I'm in school embarrassed like a motherfucker because I know I don't live like these motherfuckers. Yeah. You you feel me? So there's, you know, like I be in dare class, which is they talking about drug awareness and all that shit. And I'm like, I know about all this shit. And I'm a little no, ass kid. <laughs> so so the trauma to me was um I was heartened. Cause when I got over by y'all pack G, yeah. Be just because y'all had grass over there, I thought I was harder than everybody over there. <laughs> I was like, nigga, they ain't had no grass where I came from, nigga. Like, I, I had a real green? fucked up mentality. And it was a million cats over there, but I just, Pat G, you tell me in my life, did you think that I was a scary type nigga even when I was 13? Shit, I didn't never get no impression. I thought you was just a funny nigga, G. I am a funny nigga. That ain't yeah. never gonna go nowhere. Like, but my point just, is, you should just hoop you know what I'm saying? Like, I never got no impression that you were being no scary nigga because when we was boxing in the park every day, you was always jumping in, putting the gloves on, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Anytime we got into it with anybody that was outside of us, you always was ready to scrap and rumble with a motherfucker. So I never got that impression from you. But my point is, you know, we look like some squares, you know what I'm saying? Just our appearance, you know. But I got over there and I'm looking at y'all like, nigga, y'all got grass, nigga. Like, y'all can't tell me shit over here, nigga, if y'all got grass. So the I'm just saying, the too, though, bro. like that motherfucker was so man. That was hey, you yo. felt like I felt. Yo, the wild, wild west, bro. <laughs> Go can, ahead, can, uh, GMS. Can, can we can we speak on something real quick that that that's interesting to me? Uh, What's that? Some like somebody brought up something. Well, what what uh? Let me see. What he said? Lady Aries said, or no, not Lady Aries. The cat in the hat said, "My homie nigga cousin took a gun apart, told him put it back together, or he gonna kill him." Hood traumatizing for no reason. Can we talk about the fact that some people pass that down in their own circle? A lot of people pass that trauma down. You know what I'm saying? People that go through shit feel like they got to teach somebody else a certain type of way or else they ain't going to be hard yeah. and they ain't going to be tough. Yeah. But you just inevitably passing down more trauma to somebody. That's why. Yeah. 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 And I know motherfuckers that have done that. Y'all do too. No bullshit. I do too. When our other homies, man, I when I saw him with his son, his first son, he used to be a little too ghetto with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let him hit the weed type shit, and he a baby. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And um, little dude grew up accordingly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like, expect. damn, man, like you, I don't know, bro. Like the, <laughs> I think what fucked me up too, as far as trauma go, I. Having to grow up too soon, I put myself in too many motherfucking situations that I am now responsible for. And like I was saying yeah. earlier, res responsibility is probably the heaviest load that we got to carry when we adults. So the more responsibilities you have, the more kids, the more different relationships, the more uh, bills, the more, uh, you know, uh, shit. 
fucking out everything else, motherfucker. But the yeah, point, the point is, is this is where the crazy coming from. People got too much weight on their shoulders. Yeah. From from it being their upbringing, they they bad choices, racism, the government, and everything in between. Yeah. Re- relationships. And now niggas is crazy finna snap. That's why motherfuckers ready to kill some or run up in a job or kill themselves or whatever. It's too Anything many fucking responsibilities. To go crazy you know what? Let's open the um lines up and see what some of these crazy motherfuckers been through. And um y'all go ahead and call in. Tell us about your fucked up situations. <laughs> we done told you why I ain't shit. Tell me why you ain't shit. I told you why I ain't shit. <laughs> oh shit. No, but I, man, I, that's why I want to retire. If y'all ever hear me talking shit about my goals in life, it ain't to do nothing but fucking go missing. Fuck a Lamborghini, fuck all that shit. I'm finna go missing on you motherfuckers. I got about seven more years on my little plan and I'm going missing. Well, yeah. even if you experience the shit with having money, you know Hold what I'm saying? Uh, thank you for calling three G's. How can we help you? Hey, peace. What's up, brother? What up, man? What's up, man? Welcome back to the three G's. How you doing today? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, brother. You know it's me. Uh, yeah, I know it's you. <laughs> hey, look here, man. <laughs> let's do. Let's go. All right, look. First of all, the dude in the middle. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? G- GMS. Black. Hey, man, if you ever do a crime, I don't know where you live at, just run through a fucking corn stuck and he, stand still. He said, if you ever do a crime, just run through a corn a corn stock and, stand and, still. and a cornfield and stand still. They gonna run right by your ass. No, I got it, but you know, I, I fucked up with I fucked up with the delivery. Okay. Hit, 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 hit me with one and hit Pac G with one. Okay. I can't I can't fuck with Pac G. Pac G is cool. Look at him. He over there, you know what I mean? He cool as a motherfucker. Okay, I, I agree with that. Now what you got for me, nigga? I'll tell you what I got for you, nigga. <laughs> last time, last week I was on the phone, you talking about the old nigga with the 211 cans. Can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you about this, Coon Thompson. I drink old English, motherfucker. You jive turkey. You talk about old niggas, right? Yeah. Look at that part on the side of your motherfucking head. I tried it. I'll be sure. I'll be sure. I never had a part like that in my motherfucking head. I never had a part like that in my motherfucking head. Not ever in life. I even thought about getting one. You a damn lie, nigga. When you. you Tell me that I'm an old nigga, this or that, this or that, that, that. Nigga, what? You nigga, when you joined uh, the Black Panthers, nigga, you had you had a little comb. You had one of them little combs, and you used to part your shit just like everybody else on the side. Not never, not never. You the same nigga that wore them tight-ass Lees, so you had on some tight Lee jeans. You had the part on the side, the member-only jacket. Singing the doo-wop. Stop me when I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm a dark skinned nigga with curly hair. You a light skinned nigga with nappy hair. So that mean <laughs> that mean you a dark skinned nigga with a pro, uh, a process. No, I'm not. I'm
No, not a process. See, see, you're wrong, right? Uh, S curl. A pearl. A wave nouveau. A Hawaiian silky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Like you told me last week, I fucked with you. Yeah, this for is sure. why I fucked with you because you be, because the fact that you think you light skinned you got the dark skin nigga over there, the Carmel nigga that never been through life, did nothing. This nigga in the middle, I don't understand this nigga. You know, he, he, he ain't never been in no real situations for his uh, hood shit. Hey, 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 be glad! Hey, be glad! Be glad that the young brother didn't have to deal with nothing. Shit, you you out here calling niggas by they fucking flavor instead of they color. This old caramel chocolate nigga over here, and this old peanut buttery brown ass nigga. You hungry? Coffee brown, black. <laughs> Coffee brown. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, this nigga gold like a two eleven can. I mean, gold like a gold he can. Nigga, hook back up your restaurant you and shut the fuck up. What the fuck made you? What was you drinking or smoking that made you put that goddamn part in this? And on the on the what is that on the left side, right side? It's on it's on my left side. You want the truth? What's what? You want the truth? Why I got it? Let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you the truth, bro. I, w- I was in the barber shop. This nigga boy, from the boy, Bayou. Think about why you saying what you said. L- listen, I'm about to tell you. I went to the barber shop, and the cat that was in the the cat that was in the chair before me. Listen, the cat that was in the chair before me. <clears throat> I liked his haircut, so I told my barber. I said, I would like what he's having. So I ended up getting the same shit. My kids been on my ass about it. My wife been on my ass about it. Now your ass on my ass about it. I fucked up. Okay? It's hair, nigga. It's going to grow back. I know your, the middle of your head ain't growing back, but my shit will <laughs> grow back. No, I'm, I'm 50 years old and my shit is tight, nigga. Nigga, you got a shag left. You ain't got shit but a shag left talking about your hair tight. My shit is tight can you see me? No, but I can feel it in your voice, nigga. I can feel a curl, a shag with a curl. I can feel it in your voice, nigga. I can tell he used to sell hoops back in the day. Just because you can put your shag in a ponytail, nigga, don't mean you got long hair, nigga. And then the scarecrow nigga in the middle, don't let that light-skinned nigga, uh, you know, punk y'all and think he, just because he light-skinned, that y'all supposed to be uh, inferior to that nigga. Both these niggas in they is six foot something. Both these niggas six foot something. They, I ain't punking nothing. He said I got the best boots in Arkansas you'll ever taste in your goddamn. I said these niggas ain't punk, punking nothing. Hey man, uh, let me do, uh let get you off the phone because uh I know you got a black and mild to smoke. I know I know you got a black and mild to smoke. I just want to bring somebody else on, bro. That's all. Okay, well, well get back to that. Part. Explain it. I told you, man, the, the nigga, the nigga in the chair before me. Because you, you, you said that last week you was like, oh, old ass nigga. If, if Tupac was still a living and, and, and all these mother, and Biggie was still living, they'd be my age. So what you mean, old ass niggas? But at the same time, you got a part in the middle of your mother, on the side of your motherfucking head that represents all of what we as old niggas that you say go through. 
Nigga, explain that motherfucking part in your motherfucking You gotta hook up your oxygen again, my nigga. Look at Pac-G laughing like a motherfucker. If the nigga in the middle, he ain't gonna say shit to you. Explain that motherfucking part to these niggas. Look here, fool. You come straight out of a comic book. And I'm not I'm not here for the shit. All right? Now, you call us next week, you jive turkey, you shade tree nigga. I got Don't shit to do. Nigga, I know your I know your jeans crease like a motherfucker right now, nigga. You you got them them uh stone colored wash ass creased ass motherfucking leaves. Hey, you know Nigga, your wallet dirty, nigga. I know you got a dirty ass wallet in your little ass back pocket, nigga. I know you, nigga. I could tell. You one of them niggas that keep a motherfucking you keep an extra motherfucking box cutter. You keep a box cutter, a dirty ass wallet, and a motherfucking uh beer can opener in your fucking pocket, nigga. This nigga use biracial, nigga. They stop saying that shit in the uh, the Rainbow Coalition, nigga. I, yeah, I knew you was old in the motherfucker. Talking about what? What did Jesse call him? Uh, biracial, nigga. They, stop quoting motherfucking uh, Al Sharpton, nigga. We up out of here, bro. Mulatto, <laughs> I know. You got damn mulatto, you. <laughs> Oh, for sure. It's all love, my brother. Hey, thank you for calling us, G. Call us next week. Thank you, man. Hook up your oxygen, man. You'll be better. All right, y'all call in. We want to hear what what y'all going through. We caught that nigga at the end of his can. That motherfucker was finishing it. He said, you know what, goddammit? That motherfucker was feeling out on it. Hold on, dog. Uh... Damn, dog, where is that, bro? I forgot. Somebody was clowning, dog. Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you for calling 3Gs. How can we help you? Hey, what's happening, brothers? What's up, my brother? What are you doing, bro? Let's hustle for Miami. Let's talk about this trauma, G. Hey, I, I got a real question for y'all, man. All right. How do you know when it's time to cut a family member off? Mm. That's a good question. One of y'all brothers want to answer? That deals with trauma as well. Uh, yeah, go ahead, GMS. You go first. Uh, no, I was just saying that deals with trauma as well, man. If you got to cut off a family member, man. Those are, those are the people that you've been taught your whole life to just to deal with no matter what. But, uh, you know, the older you get, the more you realize, no matter if you're family or friend, motherfucker, if you ain't good for my life, motherfucker, you got to move around, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's absolutely true, man, because I had to deal with that my damn self. You know what I'm saying? So, and that shit still hurt me to this day. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, shit, I just know shit. I tried. I tried to reach out. You know what I mean? Try to reconcile shit. And uh, I feel like motherfuckers, if you older, that you should be the ones trying to reach out to me and reconcile shit and you know what I'm saying? Get me back on that side. But motherfuckers ain't on none of that. So sometimes you just gotta 
live how you live, bro. Do your own yeah. thing with your own family. Make your own legacy, my nigga. That's what I'm doing. It's cool to love motherfuckers from a distance, man. Yeah, like you can still love them. You know what I'm saying? You always gonna love them. You know what I'm saying? Never forget the memories and none of that shit that y'all had, but they just not in season for you. You feel what I'm saying? They just not right for you. That's a good point. I feel like if you love somebody, you can love them without giving them shit. Right. If they come over bagging all the time or using or trying to take advantage, you can say no with a smile and a hug. Like, no. Right. I love you, though, but no. Yeah, but no, yeah. I see no you bullshit. at Thanksgiving. I see you on fuck on the fourth. Yeah. I love I'm you, but no. But shit. Yeah, hell yeah. But you know, shit. You just gotta. We just gotta keep it white. Shit. I don't rock with you like that. And it should yeah. be okay to say no, because motherfuckers usually be looking at you and expecting the shit. It's not usually a question with motherfuckers. Sometimes they just asking it because they expecting it. Or yeah. ask them what 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 did I do? Right. <laughs> what did I do? Not give you what you want? Fact. Right. There's a lot of entitlement involved, you know, when it comes to the family sometimes. And uh, I feel like that gets in the way of being objective about the situation. So, you know, I had to create space. You know what I mean? Especially if they try to guilt you, you know what I'm saying? Make you feel like you out of pocket or wrong for not coming to their aid. But at the end of the day, I have a life too. I have responsibilities. Like I was saying earlier, responsibilities is what's stressing us to fuck out. So don't be a responsibility for me. I'm supposed to love you and enjoy you when we spoke. You supposed to be extra, motherfucker. My cousins and friends, you, you supposed to, yeah. We supposed to come together and enjoy one another. Not, you know, don't bring me your fucking weight. I got enough weight to carry. Yeah, that's yeah. Hard, man. All right, G. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all keep doing what you're doing. Man. Appreciate, appreciate it. Be strong, Definitely brother. Hope you found some clarity in that, brother. Yep. That's what's up, mm-hmm. y'all. If anybody got a traumatic story moment that they feel like was one of them things that they just made them change a little bit like <clears throat> hardened them up grew them up made them enlighten themselves to to do better or if you even did them like shit right now you feel what i'm saying ahead. if you got some shit in your chest right now let it off hit us up you know what i mean shit. ask a question you know say something Yeah, and I see y'all in the chat going in. I'm sorry if I don't always <clears throat> get to, uh, you know, point out some of y'all because some of y'all here faithfully and, and saying some real shit too. I, I see it later. I don't always see it while we talking. Definitely. What else I was going to say? And y'all, make sure y'all uh, go over there and subscribe to Black GMS channel. <clears throat> There's no reason we shouldn't have our brother at a, a thousand subs so he can get his paper. Let's get it. Yeah, man, what's up? What's up? Hey, man. It's um, Oh, what's up, brother? You go in yeah, in here, man. Know, man. Yeah, what's up? Look, I, like, I had a life, you know, changing experience, man. When I was like four years old, man, I was playing baseball and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was playing ball. And this dude got killed. You know, got shot up in front of us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, it was over a crap game. And so, like, that, that that right there told me, like, be careful of the streets. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Did it help you, you stay away? Saying? Did it help you stay away from the streets? Yeah, I mean, I, I stayed away. But, I mean, you know, I still dabble. I still do now. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, you know, I just be careful who I deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't borrow no money. You know what I'm saying? I don't ask for nothing on the arm. None of that crap. You know what I'm saying? Like. 
everything is just straight up, you know what I'm saying? Like, up and up, you know, look, give me mine, give me yours, whatever, blah, 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 that's it. You know right. what I'm saying? There's just no, no owing the motherfucker. You know yeah, what fair, fair, fair exchange mm-hmm. is the only way to go. But at the same time, though, you get a lot of uh, unnecessary bullshit just by being around. You ever did some time? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ninety one, I did some time, but like I said, I came home in ninety two. Never been back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of dudes I know, they still going back. You know what I'm saying? Like man, we old man. You know what I'm saying? And it's like man, nah. I, like I, I just couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, get, I get it, but that's why I said every every choice that you make that ain't legitimate. You you rolling the dice like a motherfucker. You rolling the dice whether you're going to get into some serious shit. You're going to have to do some shit. You at the wrong place at the wrong time. And that could literally just be driving. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Because like I said, like something happened, right? And then you, you know what I'm saying? You get caught up in something, right? And then you, you, you facing really the rest of your life behind bars or the death penalty. Exactly. This how, this how I be looking at it, bro. And this is what got me to straighten my shit up. I kept getting lucky. I kept getting into some shit that would have took me off the streets for real. And I would get lucky. And at some point, I knew, like, eventually I'm going to crap out. You know what I'm saying? So I had to just stay away because ain't no fucking way I was going to be lucky again. You know what I'm saying? And some people don't see him, you know what I'm saying? And then you just like, 
lost. You know what I mean? But like, if, as long as you can see it and recognize it, and you try to change it, just for you, you know, don't do it for nobody else, but just for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? But. You know, my mind man is crazy, though, man. Seriously, man, it's crazy, man. You got to remember, man, only like 3% of the population got all the money. Hey, but look. <laughs> you know? Hey, hey, Neil, I be seeing your comments in there, too. This is what I want you to go look up, bro. It's a uh, it's a uh, documentary on YouTube called The Lifestyle of the Rich in Central Africa. Oh, oh. Hold on, say that again. The, I'm writing it down. Hold up. All right. It's the lifestyle of the rich in Central Africa. In Central Africa. Yeah, it should come up. I might got it a little wrong, but it's it's a female on the uh uh, it's a female on the thumbnail. But that should come up. The lifestyle of the rich in Central Africa. Watch that shit, bro. That's gonna that's gonna have your eyes opened up about a lot of shit, and you might not even trip so hard about America. You might be like, well, shit. Maybe I just need to move better around this motherfucker because you damn sure don't want to go nowhere else, G. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, most definitely. I know, I know it's opportunity here, but I'm just saying, man, like, to be becoming like a multi-millionaire or billionaire or something like that, man, you're all, you better off playing a lotto or something. You but know, shit, you don't need, like bro, that. that's the thing. You don't need that much money for freedom and peace. You just need enough to eat, no, right. exactly. stay out the exactly. way. I mean, because I ain't, I ain't got that money now, and I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm decent. You know what I'm saying? My bills are paid. You know what I'm saying? I got money to get my weed, whatever, drink my drink, whatever. <laughs> I'm good. You know yeah, what I mean? for sure. But, I, but I'm just saying, like, you know, like, you know, you might, I might, you know, I would like to one day get a Bugatti or something, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you on bullshit, then. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. You on some bullshit, you know bro. Saying, no, but I'm just saying, just one, you know, just one of them, not a Bugatti. Fuck a Bugatti. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Look, let me ask you this, bro. When you get the Bugatti, what you gonna do now? You got the Bugatti, it's in the driveway. Now what? Well, it ain't in the driveway, it's in the garage. Okay, all right, now it's in the garage. Now what? Right. You know, I, I'll, be, I'll be a little, I'll be a little more happier and less stressed out. <laughs> Man, come on, bro. He's gonna walk out and look at the motherfucker. I'm gonna be a little bit more happier and a less, a lot less stressed out. You see what I'm saying? Because I, you know, I. I you know, you see shit on TV, man. You be like, dang, I wish I could get that. I wish I could get that. And some shit, you be like, I don't need that. I don't need that. But I'm just saying, just like, you know, one nice, decent car or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I got, you know, I, I had trucks, motorcycles, and all that type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I ain't had nothing like that, though. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm just saying, I had one of them. You know, that really fulfilled my life because I never had nothing like that. I've had everything else. I done brought houses, cars, all that. You know, and I'm talking about from the dealership, not nothing from out the newspaper or classified section or something like that. You know, but I'm just saying, you know, just, you know what I mean? Just, you know, just to have something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because most people, I'm serious, man, people can't even take their kids to Disney World, man. You know what I mean? Seriously. You know, that's, that's right here in the United States. And they can't afford to go to Disney World. Hey, you know hey I mean? fuck Disney World and fuck Bugatti. Take your no, kids to Six Flags and get you a good ass Toyota and you good. <laughs> get you a good Toyota and take them to Six Flags. Hey, I know what you're saying. I'm good. Like I said, I'm good, but like I said, I, you know, 
Ain't nothing wrong with being a little more happy. No, I, 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 feel, I, feel, I feel you, though, bro. Because what it is is you feel like a lot of people suffering and, and just getting by while the super rich just doing whatever the fuck they want to do. But guess what? We, we ain't never going to be the super rich is if we valuing the money over our culture. And that's why they super rich because they, they value the, the advancement of their family and their culture over their own personal wants and wishes. So, no, I mean, they, they, they rich because, they rich because you know what I'm saying, you, you know the story, man. They rich because they got free labor, man, for over 400 years. But, but you're not, you're not, mean, you're not talking about the Italians that came way after slavery. You're not talking about some of the other cultures that came way after, like the Polish. It's a lot of people yeah, that came. The, yeah, but the Italians and the Polish and the Irish and all that, they stick together. You know what I'm saying? That's like, my point. But what if what if what if the black folks stick together and we come to each other like bro let's do some shit and then we all of a sudden we raise a bunch of money to, to better our plight and then one of the niggas run off and go get a Bugatti. Now we fucked up all <laughs> over again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying one more, one more guy, you know what I'm saying, is not going to destroy uh, a culture. You see what I'm saying? Well, look, the Black Lives Live Matter, the Black Lives Matter chick went and bought a whole bunch of houses that she could have did something with that right, fucking money. Right, right. She was scamming. She was doing street shit. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. And I'm not saying that it was right, but I understand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's, no, I, I know I know what you're saying, bro. I know exactly what you're saying. It's, sometimes just having it or feeling what it's like, man, sometimes right. it, it just make you feel better. But once you get it, you always going to feel like this shit ain't even really shit. Yep. Right. So, but at, at least I get to experience that. See, that's how I go through life, though. Let me experience it, and then let me come up with my own conclusion of it. Not nobody else. You know what I'm saying? That's how I go that, hey, that's why that's why I want to fuck an Asian so bad. But all right, caller, we're gonna let you go. Uh, see if anybody else can get in. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, right Nell. Hey, y'all be good, man. All right, all right. Love, bro. Yeah, I feel, I feel him though. Now I ain't a Bugatti nigga, but I do want to fuck an Asian just as bad as he want a Bugatti. <laughs> He said somebody gonna come around and get a fucking Bugatti and fuck it all up. Hey, hey, la hey last caller, y'all. <clears throat> Thank you for calling Three Gs. How can we help you? Hey, love the show. Just wanted to ask a question. Let's go. How are you today? I'm very good. How are you? So we're talking about the uh, trauma. Can we talk about um, the disappointment that maybe some of us feel with the OGs? Talk about it. So for some of us who have fathers who were not in their, I guess, living in their best father truth, some of us adopted OGs that turned into a stereotype. They're either alcoholics, drug abusers, what have you. Mm -hmm. That's very traumatizing I and agree. can affect dating moving forward. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that and I'll let you go from here. No, re repeat the question a little bit more focused so I can go in because I, I cut you off when you were finishing your point. So in terms of like trauma, like hood trauma, I think dating in the hood is, can be traumatic. Okay, dating. Um, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that a lot of people may have focused their dating aspirations on OGs if their fathers were not in the right, you know, that ideal father position. And it can be traumatizing when you see your OGs fall. Does that make sense? Not quite. <clears throat> to me, is it making sense to you? Any? <clears throat> I, I think <clears throat> what she's. I feel like she's saying that when you see, basically, when you see the people that you are supposed to look up to and the people that are supposed to be leaders fall, who else are you supposed to look for that guidance? How are you supposed to find that, and what, and, and how are you supposed to maneuver through that? Is that what she's saying? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. So, okay, this, this is what's confusing me. When you bring up the dating aspect, <clears throat> are you saying you, you make worse choices because you don't have the, the guidance of the OGs? Is that your point? No, I think a lot of times in the, in the hood that the OGs become the ideal of a person that you want to date because they tend to have power, they tend to have all of the clout and all this sort of thing. And then when you see them fall and you become, see them become like this stereotype, it can become traumatizing because then you realize your OG is the man. He might succumb to drugs, he might go to jail over and over again, he may never that's an aspect of hood trauma that maybe you haven't touched on or maybe i'm just no 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 i think i'm getting in more but this is where this is where i'm at with it and you got to help me if i'm wrong what i'm hearing with what you're saying is you almost said as if women date a certain type of man and then they when those men end up becoming a stereotype no Okay, help me. I'm, I don't know why I'm not getting this. No, I'm just saying that, you know, everybody has their different types of trauma and some people latch on to certain things that represent power to them. And it can be traumatic when that's not the case. And in a hood, a lot of times it becomes the people that are identified as OGs because they have a certain type of power. They have the cars, they have the money or what have you. And then when you find out that they're not your ideal or whatever, that can be traumatic, and if you don't have strong influences, it can um, affect your dating choices. So that's an aspect of trauma in the hood. I see I what she's saying. I see what she's saying. saying. It might not be a big deal. Yeah. I don't know. No, but I, I thought that's what I was saying. Yeah, no, that no, no, women no, okay. are choosing the ballers, the hey, shot callers, the OGs. Though. I'm sorry. What you say? Don't generalize though. Okay, okay. Let Let's say it this way then. Some. some women due to you know the what is popularized and the lack of guidance they end up dating men that they assume to have some type of man uh, masculinity or power or something that they sh- think that they should be dating and then when that man turns out to not be what's best for her that creates trauma it can, especially to like have like those people that grow up, like you said, trap houses or, you know, around prostitution or whatever, you gravitate to whatever it is that you think is the exact opposite of what you're growing up in. I'm in trouble like um 
clarifying myself. I know what I mean, but I'm having to explaining it to you. So I'm sorry about that. No, it's fine. I just I just feel like what you're saying is what I see women, a lot of women do, not generalizing. A lot of women do is they choose a certain type of man and are shocked when that man is everything that they thought. Well, here's, or, here's one thing. Here's go one ahead, thing. Black. One thing that I think happens as well is that, like she's saying, they will think that this is the ideal because this is what they grew up around. This is what they see. This is who most of the people who are they around, who they're around, choose to be around. It's one thing when you learn from a lesson, like say if you did pick one of those people and it turned out not being the person you wanted and they turned out to be the opposite of what you wanted. It's one thing for you to learn from that, but most of the time, when you're yeah, living in a certain environment, ahead, your talking. friends, the people around you are picking the same type of people. So you're not seeing another example of who you should be with. So you continue to keep doing the same thing and dating the same, the same person thing. and doing the recycling. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, get, I, I get that. I had a woman explain that same thing to me that she she ends up wanting to date people that's like her brother, that's like her cousin, that's like the dude down the street that she's been growing up with and crushing on. So then... She thinks she picking the best of those guys, and those guys end up being felons, uh, you know, financially fucked up, strung out, uh, dangerous, you know, yeah, hard to be yeah. around for those reasons. But I still believe that it's programming. When when Beyonce made out, I want a soldier or whatever the fuck that song was. Why the fuck you want a soldier? Fuck you! What you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like so so if the programming is you need a thug type nigga, when he become a thug type nigga, don't get shot. Like right. to me, that's not to me the tr the trauma come when women and, and this is I'm finna throw this shit out there. Fuck it. Women's broken hearts are typically based off of their bad fucking choices that they knew. That they knew they was taking the fucking risk with, and they just <laughs> thought somehow, <laughs> some way, they pussy was gonna change the situation. Pack G, mm -hmm. where I'm wrong at? Mm -hmm. I don't have nothing to say, bro. I just, like shit, just like men, men make bad situations choose the person that they're with, also. But <clears throat> go ahead. Women, they tend to look for this big expectation of a certain guy. You feel what I'm saying? And I was just going to say that hot boys, I missed it too. I was going to say that same shit. Because of shit like that. You feel what I'm saying? And because of uh, the the pushing of fucking hot girl summer and all that extra shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so they feel like they need the dope boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been like that. And it's fucked up. Or I need a nigga that can buy me a bag. A good exactly. nigga ain't gonna buy you a bag, bitch. Even if I got money to buy you a bag, I know there's better things to use our money for. So mm -hmm. it's the mentality. Now, 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 let me not try to shit on women like they're all like this, because some are fooled. Because I know I could play a fucking role in a minute where I could act like this sweet, nice guy. Like I ain't no hood nigga. Like that's some bullshit. You know, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I, I got a dream. I want to be somebody. And then you you fuck on the bitch and now you ain't shit either. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> but I still feel like society has conditioned men to want a certain thing and women to want a certain thing. It's yeah, not yeah. in our best interest. 
Now, if you start making choices that isn't your kids and your self best interest, you're going to end up faring better. Even if it don't work out, you're not going to leave in the negative. You might not grow as far as you wanted to with somebody, but you're not going to get a hole dug on your ass. But you can See, also change the narrative for somebody that's watching you move outside of you. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? So that's the plus with that too, AP. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's uh, you know, also we are in the year where most motherfuckers should really know some shit. Especially when it comes to certain motherfuckers you should be involved with. At this point, whoever you want to be involved with, with all the knowledge that we have today, that's who the fuck you choose to be with. So if anything happens from that situation that you already had uh, uh, a feeling about, you already had uh, these, these, these worries about because you're going into a relationship with somebody you know may not be that good for you, whatever happens from that happens. You can't really fucking fault the motherfucker you chose to be with in that situation. Look, yeah. Dude, look, I'm about to I'm about to wrap this shit up in a nutshell. Then we are gonna say our goodbyes. Cause now, spirit, they getting freaky in the chat. Sp- no, they ain't freaky. They just telling on themselves. She says soldiers carry <laughs> big guns. Okay, and uh, uh, Binky said uh, I don't want it too big. You know what they both are saying? Good dick is all they want. Whether it's dangerous good dick, broke good dick, uh, felony good dick, abusive good dick, <laughs> cheating good dick, uh, <laughs> dark skin, light skin, well, whatever well, kind of Spirit good dick. Said she was about to go flick her beans somewhere, so I don't know. Uh, but I this is what I'm hear. What I'm saying though, G, at the <laughs> end of the fucking day, good. Dick. The only time a woman would date a square nigga is if she fuck around and give him the pussy first and he knock it out. Oh. Now she hooked on a good square nigga. Mm-hmm. If she if she's going off of her programming, she believes that only street niggas is good with the pussy. They gotta be bitch. They need somewhere to live. They gonna fuck you like <laughs> it. They they fucking life depend on it. Cause it do depend on it, bitch. <laughs> a nigga with a job, he tired. Bitch, I'll fuck you good. Just let me get about three hours of sleep. Uh, <laughs> a little hey, coffee, G. bitch. I'm going to knock it out, hey, too. G, so basically, you said a homeless hood nigga is going to knock it down like he's going to get a porno check. I would if I was homeless. I bet y'all won't be homeless long. Put me on the street, nigga. I'm going to have a whole new family tomorrow, nigga. Hey, niggas really do be fucking their way into homes. But listen, hold on. So, so again, this is women's true Achilles heel. There's not many men that can satisfy women. When, when, when men fuck women, every woman can make us nut damn near. Not every man can make a woman bust. When they find the man that is sexually pleasing to them and looks a certain way, they'll do everything for this nigga. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll deal with the fact that he got four chicks. They'll deal with the fact that he don't work. So so this is why I don't feel sympathy when women talk about heartbroke, you know, heartbreak trauma and shit like that. Because I really know what the <laughs> truth is. You know? And I ain't mad at you. That's what y'all choose to do. But don't... You don't need to read a book. You don't need to ask nobody. You know what it is. You looking for good D. You found it in a, a fucking l- a lazy bum, nigga. So just enjoy your good D. So uh, you fellas got something y'all want to wrap this up with? Then we up out of here. 
Nope, shit, that was, man, I'm just going to send a shout out to the chat, man, everybody in the chat, man, we appreciate y'all, much love to y'all, Black GMS, man, y'all make sure y'all go check out his channel, man, you know what I'm saying, and uh, the three G's appreciate all the love, man, and we're going to keep it coming hot. Yes, sir. Sure. Black GMS, uh, you want to shout out your uh, merch yet? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, if anybody goes and uh, checks out my Instagram, if anybody does have Instagram, or if you don't, don't matter, just go to Squarespace and look up Green My State Shop. That is where you can get GMS jerseys, shirts, rolling trays, uh, or just hit my link tree in my Instagram app. If you do have IG, follow me. I follow everybody back. Go subscribe to the channel. 3Gs, man. I thank y'all for having me on again, man. Well, definitely, bro. Right, you know sure, man. It's all love, y'all. Make sure y'all go subscribe to my nigga channel right now. Yeah, all right, sir. Go subscribe to GMS channel, man. Thank you, bro.